Live from the Business Radio X studio, welcome to Time Well Spent with Julie Hullett, your source for inspiring stories of busy people who have made more time to do what they love. Now, here's your host, Julie Hullett. Well, hello and welcome, everyone. You are in for a treat today. My guest is my favorite fashion forward queen, Ms. Katie Rushton. Katie is the founder of Effortless Style. We first met, I believe, in a networking group, 2008, 9, 10, somewhere in there. Uh, and we were both starting our businesses at the same time. And it's been so fun to watch both sides of that progression. When Katie first started, she was working solo. And now she has a team of four. And they are determined to help men and women look their very best. So, Katie, we're glad you're here. Thank you so much for coming. Of course. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So you guys always have so much going on. Uh, I know you were on Talk of the Town multiple times and recently attended the retirement party. That must have been fun. And it did, then, yes. And I saw, uh, and, and I wanted to talk about, you do the annual, actually every two years fashion show, right? The, and yes. talk about that. Yes. Yeah, so we do a fashion show. It's it's an annual fashion show every spring, spring, usually in April. And we pick a local charity that the fashion show benefits. And we work with that charity for two years. And then uh, the next year, we'll pick another one to work with for two years. So it's this year, we're working with Dillard's out of Cool Springs for the spring fashion. So we'll have usually about 15 to 20 models that'll model two looks each from Dillard's spring, spring looks, dresses and, and the whole nine yards. And yeah, it's a fun, fun night um, in Brentwood and all of the proceeds benefit the charity. That's wonderful. And that's where I got the two years. I knew that was in there somewhere. <laughs> um, I'm such a fan of you and your work. And um, this is the last episode of season two of my podcast. And I've been referring to you as the grand finale. And I like going out with the bang. So this is just, you're the perfect guest for today. Um, I want to talk about your love of fashion that started when you were pretty young, right? It did. It did. I always loved playing dress up. I always loved going shopping with my grandmother. And um, it just, I loved fabrics and textures and all the things. It, it really piqued my interest at a young age. Okay. So then you take a detour and of all things, start studying finance. <laughs> it makes perfect <laughs> sense. <laughs> right. Exactly. And then Ultimately, you come back to what really makes your heart happy. And you went on to fashion and merchandising school. Um, I would imagine you use that finance stuff in your business now, right? I do every day. Isn't that crazy? It and, came in handy. And I saw that you're an expert in spreadsheets because that kind of makes my head hurt. Um so are you using spreadsheets with fashion? Talk about that. Oh my goodness. I always have a spreadsheet open on my computer. Always. Um, it's so funny. My mentor used to make fun of me because I used to literally do a spreadsheet for my grocery list, but, um, my brain just operates that way. So, you know, sometimes planning looks for clients, I will pull up a spreadsheet, but I keep one, you know, on the business side of things, I keep a sure. spreadsheet open at all times. And that's usually my mode of, um, work when I need yeah. to work through something. 
Well, that's good. Everybody has their own tools. And, <laughs> that's right. And whatever works, right? Did you, did you ever think you'd be running a, a fashion, a stylish company, a styling company? I did not. I did not. I don't think this was ever really on the horizon. You know, I went to college, got a finance degree, went to work in the corporate world, hated it. Um, you know, but at that time I was groomed to the corporate world, you know, was trying to move up the ladder. So when I went back to school to get my fashion and merchandising degree, I didn't know what I would do, but I couldn't, I, this was not what I had envisioned, although yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I find, I mean, it was the same with my business. You just sort of evolve with it and into it. And then it, it actually becomes kind of an expression of you. And I think that's definitely true in your case. Yes. 100%. I, it, the timing was right when I started my business. Now I don't know that it would have ever happened had it not just been the perfect timing and yes, it has evolved and I've evolved. And learned a lot along the way. We, and learned we've a some, lot. We've had some good phone calls about situations. So um, yeah. you mentioned spring fashion, just in a word, what's coming this year? <laughs> it's so, it's so funny to ask me that right now, because I, we were just, our team was just exchanging text messages um, of the runways from fashion shows that were, I think, in Paris yesterday. And there were literally um, animals on dress. It like, looked like a real lion's head on a dress and a real cheetah head on a dress. And, and we were like, is, are they kidding? Um, so it's, it's interesting. Sometimes that obviously runways translate to real, real life. And sometimes in that case, it doesn't. So, you know, for spring, lots of pink, which is funny. Pink mm-hmm. is kind of carried through winter, which has kind of been fun to see because it's a nice pop in the drab neutrals of winter. Um, but pink is really big in spring and, you know, the normal florals we'll see and, and just bright. I'm ready for the bright. Yeah. And, and pink's a happy color. It's like, it, green. It, it just makes you happy, you know, and I noticed you have on pink headphones, which our listeners won't know, but they're fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and then to your earlier comment, one of the best pieces of, pieces of fashion advice I ever got was from you. And I really wanted to wear, I'm five two, right? And I really wanted to wear these wide-legged pants. And we tried on some together. And finally, you said to me, you know, Julie, sometimes it's okay to pass on trends. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And I'm going to be passing on animal heads. I can tell you that right now. That's just not my thing. Mm -mm. So tell me about your little daughter. Is she interested in fashion at this point? Yes, she is. Um, She has become very observant of what I do. Um, Obviously, I, after COVID, I came home, I had an office space at the time. And now I, my office is at home. And so, you know, they're in front of me is a clothing rack full of clothes. And, you know, there's a hundred boxes in the room in front of me of things that need to be unboxed. So it's kind of around her all the time. And she, it's so funny because obviously, you know, in our world, we call it personal stylist and she's like, mommy, I want to be a fashion stylist. And so whatever, (laughs) just let her do her thing and dream. And she likes to occasionally, I will let her go, you know, to the mall with me to do some returns or something easy. Um, And she just thinks she's the hottest stuff doing that kind of stuff. So she's very (laughs) interested. Um, Does her fashion relate 
he, um, she has her own sense of style and, um, you know, I'm, although there most days I would want her to wear something different. I, I don't, I don't want to do that to her. So I let her, um, pick out her own clothes and do her own thing and, you know, pick her own accessories. And some days you wonder how she got to that look, but <laughs> she feels great in it. So I let her go with it. <laughs> It might be coming from the husband's side, right? Maybe, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, like mine, your business is very relational and people have to like you and trust you to let you enter their closets because basically you're getting into their lives, right? Yeah. So for you guys listening, Katie's done a couple of closet audits for me. And I have to tell you in a word, liberating. Um, on an emotional level, I was only attached to a couple of pieces. So it's kind of easier for me. I'm, I'm ruthless about stuff like that, but I know other people have a lot of emotions tied up and they're attached. Um, so one of the questions I want to ask is how do you get people to trust you? And I mean, th that's no mean feat to walk into somebody's closet. That's personal stuff. So right. how do you bulge that? Yeah, it's very personal. And, you know, we take that very serious. And so we always, when we're talking to a potential new client, you know, we always allow them if they want a time to meet us before we work together, you know, we're all for like a complimentary time to get together for coffee, or even if it's just they want to do it, but hey, let's spend 15 to 20 minutes getting to know each other before um, we do that. So we always kind of try to allow as much time as they want for them to get to know us and, and vice versa. I mean, it's important for us to kind of know more about them too, but they, they need to feel comfortable and, and trust is the big thing too, because you just never know what you're going to walk. I mean, as with what you do too, you never know what you're going to walk into and you never know when you, you know, pull out a shirt that may send someone into tears or, um, you know, you suggest they get rid of something that, you know, they just completely lose it over. So it is, it can be a very vulnerable place. And so we are, that is, that is relationships are most important. I mean, clothes, fashion all sounds fun and it is fun, but for me, it is my most important and most favorite thing about what we do is, is having that really um, trustworthy relationship with our clients. Yeah. yeah. And you do it so well. Um, and on my closet audit was so wonderful because you helped me repurpose things. And I really was impressed that you weren't all about going out and completely buying $10,000 worth of new stuff. You were like, I'll oh, put this with this. And last week I wore a white on white ensemble with a gray jacket, which you had suggested. And I got complimented on it all day. And I never would put that together. So Yay! <laughs> It's just so fun to have somebody come in objective and go, well, why not? I mean, you go, well, yeah, why not? I could have been doing this all the time. <laughs> so talk about the other services besides the audit that you all offer. Yeah. So kind of what you're referring to is more what we call a styling session. And sometimes we'll do that as we're working through a closet audit with just a few pieces. And sometimes that is a a, an appointment in itself to where we just go through our client's closet and help them rework, um, help them figure out new ways to wear the things they already own. That way they don't have to go out and get new things because it's not always necessary. Um, so within the styling session, a lot of times a full on styling session, we lay out outfits, we take pictures of those outfits, we upload those pictures into our app, we have an app that they then have access to that way 
you know, in the mornings when they get ready, they don't have to think about what they want to wear. They just pull up their app and be like, okay, that's today's look. So the styling session is a big one. And then obviously personal shopping is what it is. And so, you know, if there are clients that need to do some shopping, whether that's just fill in a few pieces for the season, or they have an upcoming event that they need looks for or upcoming travels that they need clothes for, we do personal shopping. We do it with clients or obviously we have some clients that are too busy. And so for them, we shop for them and then take a rack of clothes to their home and let them try on at home. So those are our three main, our three main services, the closet audit, the styling session and personal shopping. Okay. And I do want to stress, you offer those same services to men, correct? We do. We do. And we love working with men and um, we actually have quite a few men, men clients. So it's, a lot of times people don't think about that, but we do have several that we work with and we love helping them because, um, you know, just like women, it doesn't come easy for a lot of them. And, um, it's, it's a service that, you know, takes some stress out of their daily life. Yeah. And, and guys want to look good. And yeah, I, th- I think as women were programmed, programmed early on about shopping and I don't know that men necessarily are. So it feels for, I would think it feels foreign to them to go out. So I'm just, I've got to ask you this because people ask me this kind of stuff and I, I know how to dance around it. I'm sure you do. Too. <laughs> <laughs> what? Has anybody ever walked out in something and you went in your head? Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then what's the most unusual request around fashion and wardrobe and shopping and all styling, all the things you do that you've ever had? Mm. Oh, you know, it's funny. We could probably have a glass of wine and I could probably tell you several, but um, I have done a closet audit in a storage unit before, which was kind of wild. Um, I just had a client that was in transition and she was, um, you know, she was like, most of my clothes, clothes are in a storage unit, but it's really organized. And it was. Um, so my assistant and I met her at a storage unit. <laughs> was it hot? Was it climate controlled? It was climate controlled. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. Which was good because I was, I was pregnant at the time I did that, which, so it's been a while, a long time, but, um, yeah, that was a, that was an interesting, when I got that, that, you know, I'd love a closet audit, but I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, that'll go in your book someday, I bet. Yes, it will. <laughs> so um, one thing I was reading was about your um, weekend, your family time. I love that, that you're able to keep that separate for you and Hunter and the daughter. So that's hard for a lot of people to separate that, especially if you own your own business, mm-hmm. a small business, you know, I get all those challenges. But how do you do it? How do you, and, and in addition to, I guess, being the, the weekend family time and the mother and the husband and a business owner and a friend, how do you carve out time for yourself? Um, That's a really good question. I, it's, it's funny. I think uh, several years ago, I was like, I need to achieve work-life balance. I, I don't think that's a thing. I don't think it's achievable, but I do think you can carve out. And I am just really intentional. Um, I'm not perfect on the weekends. You know, I am a small business owner. And so, you know, I usually do check email at least once a day or because, you know, we have inquiries coming in, you know, at all hours, you never know. Mm -hmm. And so I, I do check things at least once or twice a day, but 
it, it is my time and it, I've gotten better over the years about being very strict because it's, you know, it's not only it's not fair to my family if I'm away, but it's, um, it affects me too. And, you know, as I've gotten older, I'm very more careful about my, you know, mental health, personal space and all those things. I've realized that I do need that time to recharge, to be mm-hmm. able to be, you know, the best business owner I can be come Monday morning. Right. Because if if you're carrying around all that frustration and stuff that goes with it, your clients feel that. I think, right. you know, yeah. I, I want to give good energy when I go in to be with a client. I don't want to bring my stuff, you know, they've no. got their own. <laughs> right. They got their own that you're walking to. And a lot of times, I mean, I feel like you're probably like this too. In some instances, you know, you're, you do what you do, but you're also, I mean, you walk in and they, sometimes they just unload on you and they're, you're there to listen to them. <laughs> you're there yes. to do your job, but you're also like a therapist now. Um, right. and it's just part of it. And so, yeah, it's when you walk in, you know, you gotta be at, at your best. Um, so, so if yeah. you had more, sorry, if you had more free time, what would you do? Oh, I would travel <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Um, I love traveling. I, um, you know, very well, um, Julie planned a trip for me and my girlfriends back this fall. And I have not been on a trip with those girls since our senior year in high school. Oh, wow. Um, and so, I mean, we would get together, but we never traveled together. And so we all turned 40 this year and Julie helped us plan a trip. And, I, I mean, I've told my husband and, you know, friends and my mentor, I had no idea how much I needed to do that more often. Um, that is, I truly unplugged from work. My team had it under control. I unplugged from family, um, which, you know, it's important to do that as well. And, um, I came back so refreshed. So that's one thing on my list to try to do more often, but if I had more free time, that would be at the top of my list. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. And I like to, um, give listeners a tip about, doing better with their time and managing their time or even just suggestions or advice about time. So do you have anything you'd like to share with them? You know, to be, if I'm going to be honest with, with you guys, I'm not the best time manager. I've gotten better as I've gotten older. But um, one thing that I do like that I learned a couple years ago is I set a timer for myself. So, you know, sometimes I can get easily distracted, you know, something comes in and you're working on something And so I will kind of make my to-do list in the mornings if I'm having an office day. And if I'm like email clean out, I will set myself a timer for 30 minutes and not do anything else until my timer goes off. And that, that actually has been a really big help for me and, you know, somewhat time management. (laughs) Well, that's good. I mean, different things work, you know, for different people. So yeah, um, there's something about being interrupted like that, that gets your attention for sure. Yes, yes. Okay. Well, now we're going to move on to some fun. Um, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions like word association things, lightning around here, but um, coffee or tea? Tea. Beach or mountains? Beach. Hot or cold? Hot. (laughs) Aisle or window? Window. Okay. Now I'm going to ask you a, a kind of a dark question, but I have a reason. Okay. So um, let's say we're writing a eulogy. Hmm. What are the two things you'd like to be remembered for? Oh, 
I, um, I would like to be remembered for, um, being a good, genuine person. I think that is, you know, it's so interesting how that falls over, but even we're reworking our website right now and in copy, like I'm trying to put that into my copywriter, which it's already on there now, but for like a rework, it is so important for me, you know, it's fashion, what we do, it's styling. And some people think it's so glamorous. And do you work with celebrities? You live in Nashville and we really don't for the most part. But um, my biggest thing is that when people come to our website, they can see that we are relatable. We are women just like them, you know, working moms, working women, trying to, you know, do their best every day. And um, that we are genuinely here to help and we care about our clients. And so that is very, very important to me. And I I hope that I do a good job at that and that people say that about me um, one day. And then another thing would probably just be that I'm a good mother. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know that I ever wanted kids. And when I was younger and, you know, my daughter is it and she is so important to me. And, you know, my hope is that I can just be the very best for her. Well, I think those are two wonderful answers. I mean, I, you're definitely the real deal. What you see, is what you get when you deal with Katie <laughs> Rush. And I can vouch for that. And I think your little girl is so lucky to have you. And you. she gets her, she gets to make her own fashion choices. Right. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So to wrap up, what is the best way for our listeners to connect with you? Yes, of course. Um probably social media. I mean, we are on Instagram and Facebook. Those are the two main ones. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn and our website. I mean, we have a website where you can reach out to us through our contact page and we send out weekly newsletters. Um, so those, the website and the socials are, we're always and, checking those. And the website is effortlessstyle.com? Effortlessstyle.com. Okay. With two S's only. Good point. All right. And then what about on Instagram? Same thing. Effortless style with two S's. All right. Great. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. And thank you again for being here today. I really appreciate you. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. And I feel so honored to be the grand finale. Yes. Thank you. And thank you all for listening. If you have any questions about the podcast, please connect with me on LinkedIn or Instagram. I answer all messages. Thanks again, and we will see you soon. And now here's a time-saving tip. This time-saving home cleaning hack is an inexpensive trick that will save you time in the long run. If you live in a home with multiple restrooms, make cleaning baskets to keep in each of your bathrooms rather than storing the cleaning supplies in just one place. That way, your supplies stay contained in one room, there's no clutter in your cabinets, and you won't waste time looking for that magic tile cleaner you love so much. This is just one of the many small, simple changes you can make in your home to make your life a little easier. Thanks for tuning in to Time Well Spent with Julie Hullett. This show is brought to you by Julie Hullett Concierge, LLC, a personal concierge service in Nashville, Tennessee. Learn more at juliehullet.com.